48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgarts. The headlines at a meeting of the UN Security Council, China and the United States both call for UN experts to be allowed urgently to visit the nuclear power plant at Zaporizhia in southern Ukraine. The High Court sentences two young men to five and a half years in jail for rioting during the 2019 protests and the former Chief Executive Carrie Lam and other former and current government officials are appointed Justices of the Peace. At a meeting of the UN Security Council, China and the US have both called for UN experts to be allowed urgently to visit the nuclear power plant at Zaporizhia in Russian-occupied southern Ukraine. China's ambassador, Zhang Jun, said Beijing is deeply concerned by the recent shelling on the nuclear plant. Vicky Wong reports. Ambassador Zhang Jun called on all parties at the UN Security Council briefing to exercise restraint, act with caution, refrain from any action that may compromise nuclear safety and security, and spare no effort to minimise the possibility of accidents. He said while the shelling did not pose an immediate threat to nuclear safety, it did cause damage to the physical integrity of the plant, its safety and power supply. Mr Zhang added safety at the nuclear plant should be a priority. Colleagues, the Ukraine crisis has been dragging on for over five months. The security risks to nuclear facilities are looming large. Only by defusing the situation and restoring peace can we fundamentally remove nuclear risks, reduce misjudgment and avoid accidents. The ambassador stressed that if a large-scale accident occurs at the Zaporizhia nuclear plant, one of the largest in Europe, the consequence would be more devastating than that of the Fukushima nuclear accident in Japan. He said the leakage of massive quantities of radioactive materials caused by the Fukushima nuclear disaster and the nuclear-contaminated water have far-reaching consequences for the marine environment, food safety and human health. China, he added, does not want to see the same risks playing out again. The US representative at the Security Council, meanwhile, called for the creation of a demilitarised zone around the plant. Here, the High Court has sentenced two young men to five and a half years in jail over their actions in a riot during the 2019 protests. A cleaner was killed after being hit by a brick. Violet Wong has more. Kevin Lau and Chen Yinting were among a group of people who threw bricks on the road outside North District Town Hall to obstruct traffic in November 2019. The protest descended into chaos after other people tried to remove the bricks, with two camps hurling bricks at each other. That resulted in the death of a 70-year-old cleaner. The pair, aged 18 and 19, were earlier acquitted of manslaughter and wounding with intent over the death of the cleaner and an injury to the eye of another man. Judge Estato said that while the duo shouldn't be punished over the charges they had been acquitted of, that didn't lessen the seriousness and tragic consequence of the riot, and a deterrent sentence was required. Cho adopted a starting point of six years and deducted half a year after considering the duo lacked proper adult supervision and didn't foresee the disastrous consequences of their actions. A government pandemic expert, Lao Yu Lung, says it will be more convenient for toddlers to get COVID jabs from next Monday when they can receive Sinovac doses at maternal and child, care, child health centres around Hong Kong. 
government's vaccine committee, which Dr Lau chairs, has recommended young children receive the COVID shot while getting other vaccinations. He said some 2,200 toddlers had been vaccinated so far and there was a long way to go. The government says it will launch a three-month operation targeting over 600 hygiene black spots starting from Sunday, including those with rodent infestations, water dripping from air conditioners and illegal disposal of garbage. The Deputy Chief Secretary Warner Chuck said officials will also work to strengthen daily cleaning efforts and raise public awareness. Mr Chucks was asked how authorities would measure the effectiveness of their work in improving hygiene. The public will see some notable improvement in around the usual place of work, their place of residence. And I don't think we can be very specific about on a scale of 10. We hope we will raise the, the rating from, say, 5 to 8.5. It's not like that. So whether we need to put in place a kind of index or a formal survey to measure our effectiveness, I think we will consider that at a later stage. Mr Chuck also said authorities would kick-start a second campaign in October to improve Hong Kong's cityscape, with the aim of making the SAR more attractive. We have already been in discussion with the relevant departments and we are seriously looking at, for example, some simple things but effective means to improve our city landscape, such as replacing old, perhaps rather dilapidated road signs, street signs. And also, for example, we are looking at introducing into the different districts new designs of sewer covers. The government has announced that the former Chief Executive Carrie Lam and other former and current government officials are among 13 people to have been appointed Justices of the Peace. The list of appointees includes former Health Chief Sophia Chan, former Transport and Housing Chief Frank Chan and former Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip. Current officials to be appointed JPs include the Deputy Chief Secretary for Administration Warner Chuck, the Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development Algernon Yao, and Sun Dong, the Innovation and Technology Secretary. Overseas, police in the US state of Ohio say they've shot dead a gunman who tried to break into an FBI office in Cincinnati. The suspect fled the building after setting off an alarm and was cornered after a car chase and an exchange of fire. Police shot him after he raised his gun. Nathan Dennis from the Ohio State Highway Patrol said non-lethal tactics had proved unsuccessful. Law enforcement officers attempted to negotiate with the suspect. After a time, the negotiations failed. We were unsuccessful with that. Then at that point, law enforcement uh, started to work toward uh, moving in and taking the suspect into custody. The suspect then did raise a firearm toward law enforcement and shots were fired by law enforcement officers on the scene. The incident follows strong criticism of the FBI from supporters of Donald Trump. The US Attorney General Merrick Garland has defended the Justice Department's decision to seek a search warrant for the former president's residence at Mar-a-Lago earlier this week. Mr Garland said he had personally approved the move, noting that upholding the rule of law meant applying the law evenly, without fear or favour. He said the DOJ would make the warrant public because of the substantial public interest. More from the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. 
He came out and made this declaration today simply because of unfounded allegations, as he put it, against the FBI. He wanted to clear up the fact that he made the final decision to instigate that search warrant, to sign off on it. And he wanted to make clear that they usually try and get these sorts of materials by other means. Donald Trump was subpoenaed for the material that the FBI were looking for. They obviously didn't get what they needed, and that's why they went for a judge-approved search warrant. New research suggests the Arctic is warming significantly more quickly than previously thought, at on average four times the rate of the rest of the world. Scientists examined satellite data gathered during the past four decades over the entire Arctic Circle. They found some areas had warmed by as much as 1.25 degrees Celsius per decade, or seven times the global rate. The Director of Science at the British Antarctic Survey, Dr Anna Jones, told the BBC the breakup of sea ice is driving the climate change in the Arctic. Sea ice in the Arctic has been reducing. It's been melting basically year on year. And you can see how the amount of sea ice has shrunk. So the sea ice is also thinner now than it used to be, say, 20 years ago, because 20 years ago you would have ice that was there for year after year, whereas now if the ice has melted, you're reforming that ice every year. So the whole consistency of that ice is different. The French Prime Minister, Elizabeth Bourne, has said the fierce wildfires in the southwest of the country are a reminder that France had more than ever to combat and adapt to climate disruption. More than a thousand French firefighters are tackling what they've called a monstrous blaze there. A senior official at the UN's World Meteorological Organization, Robert Stefanski, said he hoped it would be a wake-up call to the need to lower emissions of greenhouse gases. And the projections are if the greenhouse gas emissions continue unabated, you know, that hot zone or that Mediterranean climate will move north and uh, need to adapt and work together and, and see what we can do to lower emissions. You know, many things that people can do, possibly eat less meat, adapt how you get to work, recycle more, use renewable energies. And at some point also, you know, voting in the politicians that can make change. One of France's best-known cartoonists and illustrators, Jean-Jacques Sompé, has died aged 89. Abused as a child, Sompé went on to illustrate the much-loved Little Nicolas series of children's books, which idealised child- childhood in 1950s France. He also illustrated more New Yorker magazine covers than any other artist. Lee Jae-yong, the billionaire vice chairman of the South Korean electronics giant Samsung, has received a presidential pardon after he was convicted last year of bribery and embezzlement. The South Korean Justice Minister, Han Dung-hun, said he was being reinstated to give him a chance to help the country get out of its economic crisis. Suranjana Tewari reports. This pardon came on South Korea's Liberation Day and it's quite common for these pardons to be handed out. Now, we have heard that the president has pardoned Samsung heir Lee Jae-yong. He was released from jail last year. He was put on parole and he was allowed to continue some business activities. But what this means is that he will be able to take more of a role in the business and he will be able to travel freely to lots of different countries. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 2146, that's 62 points up on the previous close. 
Turnover stands at $39 billion in the currencies. The US dollar is trading at 133.26 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 3 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 55 cents. To sport, the, pan- the Spanish La Liga season kicks off overnight tonight. The opening game features Osasuna and Sevilla. Spanish broadcaster Alvaro Ramayo doesn't see any side challenging Real Madrid and Barcelona for the title. I am afraid that we're, we're going to have a two-horse race this time, really, Real Madrid and Barcelona. Atletico de Madrid has a very underwhelming season in 2021-22. No team in the top eight conceded more goals than Atletico de Madrid, and Atletico de Madrid normally is based around their defensive solidity. They haven't signed any new defender. They need uh, new centre-backs, definitely, because you know they don't have a lot of players in that department. And when it comes to Sevilla, well, they have lost a defensive duo that took them to win the Europa League in 2020. I don't think that Sevilla will be there, but I think that they are a top contender to finish among the top four, yes. And with an update on the transfer stories in the English Premier League, here's the BBC's Paul Serras. The champions Manchester City have agreed a fee with Anderlecht for the Spain under-21 international defender Sergio Gomez. City are looking for left-sided options after failing to complete a deal for Brighton's Mark Cucurella, who joined Chelsea last week. Harvey Elliott has signed a new long-term contract with Liverpool, which ties the midfielder to the club until 2027. The 19-year-old came on as a substitute in Liverpool's 2-2 draw at Fulham last Saturday. And Burnley have signed Southampton winger Nathan Teller. The 23-year-old joins the Clarets on a season-long loan and is eligible to play away at Watford on Friday. Now to Major League Baseball, where the Los Angeles Dodgers have been the hottest team since the All-Star break, having stretched their winning streak to 10 games. They swept division rivals San Francisco and San Diego in succession, as well as the Minnesota Twins. Our US sports commentator, Ray Jovanovich, says the Dodgers have been dominant of late. These past 10 victories have been blowouts, dominant performances, never a close score. It speaks volumes about the powerful offense, and of course, a devastating starting pitching rotation. They've outscored opponents 70 runs to only 25 in the past 10 wins. The Dodgers ranked number one in baseball by a wide margin and run differential, currently plus 236. Put it in perspective, only four teams plus 100 puts really that dominance in that perspective. The Dodgers just running away with baseball's uh, record so far. A quick look at the weather. Cloudy with showers, heavy at times and a few squally thunderstorms, moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook, a few showers tomorrow, sunny periods in the following days. The current temperature is 25 degrees with humidity of 95%. And a look at the top stories once again. At a meeting of the UN Security Council, China and the United States both call for UN experts to be allowed urgently to visit the nuclear power plant at Zaporizhia in southern Ukraine. The High Court sentences two young men to five and a half years in jail for rioting during the 2019 protests and the former Chief Executive Carrie Lam and other former and current government officials are appointed Justices of the Peace. The news from RTHK.
Sold you once. 